BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine a place of your own in your name. A place where all your stuff is. Where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia housing and see how home helps everyone. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to answer your mailbag questions, plenty of them in the wake of the draft with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's going on, man? Are you back to a relatively normal sleep schedule? Uh, you know, it's taken a couple of days because uh, the, the beginning of this week, I was definitely up at 3.30 in the morning and still like, wait, why is this happening again? But uh, the last night I got to sleep at a... a a more you know 12 30 ish so like that's early for me so I'm, I'm getting back there eventually you'll get back there although i think we both understand you don't sleep like a normal person anyway you have some sort of like weird vampire hybrid schedule i don't even know how to describe it to people so whatever normal is for you i think you'll get back to that sooner or later but with that 
Let's jump into the mailbag as we talk about your sleep schedule to start the show. And we'll do that with Michael Palace. He says, what do you think the chances are that Hogue ends up the starting right guard? Hogue is Tristan Hogue, the offensive lineman from BYU that the Jets signed as an undrafted free agent. I'd say the odds are pretty low. Anytime you get an undrafted free agent, the odds that that guy's going to step in as a day one starter are astronomical. Plus, he was injured. I don't see that happening. Maybe at some point he works himself into the rotation if he does well in camp. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even make it out of training camp because that's the odds when you're talking about somebody that comes in as an undrafted free agent. So I think the odds of him starting are extremely low, and I don't even know what the odds are of him making the team, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, we're talking about an undrafted free agent. We should start at what are the, the percentage that he makes the actual team. Um, that, that should be the first step before even considering him as a starter. Uh, <clears throat> and I'll say that I think the percentage of him making the team is probably uh, a little higher than it, than it otherwise would be just because of this huge question mark at the, the right guard position. So even I'm not, he doesn't have to be good enough to, uh, you know, start, but if they see something in them enough to develop and then maybe he can come in later in the season – that's going to help him get on, uh, you know, the team or practice squad and then come in later. I, for the percentage of him, like, earning a starting job for week one of the roster is exceptionally low. Like, very, very low. But, again, there's if there's a position on this team that is up for grabs – it's that right guard position. Like there's no other position that's as much up for grabs. Maybe that w- will line back backer spot with all those late draft picks they got. Um, that th- that's it. Like so, there. If he can show something long term, developmental wise, they'll keep him around. But it would be it would be shocking if he was ready to start week one. Next question comes in from Harry Skillman. He says, to what level do you think Elijah Vera Tucker can play left tackle at the pro level? Is his positional flexibility an underrated bonus of trading up for him, seeing that Becton has shown a propensity to get nicked up in his first season? Would Elijah Vera Tucker be able to slide from left guard to left tackle and play at a high level? So I would say that they drafted him believing that he's going to be the left guard. Maybe in a pinch he'll play left tackle if Becton's hurt and they feel like that's the best move to shake up the line. But I think he's long-term going to be there at left guard. And yes, flexibility is definitely added value. I think that's why his draft stock went up. Clay Helton, the coach at USC, basically convinced him of that. He said, come back, play left tackle for a year. Teams will see you as somebody who can play a variety of different spots on the line. And they'll know that you're good at both tackle and guard. And your draft stock will go from a second rounder to a mid to high first rounder, which is exactly what happened. So Helton was correct there. I don't think that you should expect to see him at tackle a lot. As I said, only in a pinch if Becton gets hurt or something like that. It is good to know that he can play the tackle spot, but ultimately teams saw him as a guard at the pro level because they think he can be a good tackle, but they think he can be a great guard. So I think that's what you're going to see with the Jets. Yeah, that that's the thing. There's You watch a tape of him, and you, I talk to scouts. Um, could he play left tackle or could he play right tackle? Probably probably. Uh, you know, doing better over at right tackle, but uh, uh, depending on who they're playing against, lined up against. But 
sure he could play left tackle he could play tackle but he is a better much better suited for a guard he can be like an all pro talent level guard especially lined up next to Mekhi Becton where you put him out a tackle and you're talking averages tackle at, at best so I'm I've told people I do not like taking players and putting them at a position that you know that's not their best you you take a player, you draft a player, you put them in the, the position that is best suited for them, for them to do the most damage from, and that would be left guard right next to Mekhi Becton. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the idea of, oh, a guy gets hurt, but slide the left guard over to the left tackle because now all of a sudden you have – you've weakened both positions – where I'd prefer to slide somebody else into that left tackle spot. And at least I know I still have the solid, uh, good Elijah Vera Tucker there at left guard. When you slide him over, you're weakening both positions. You're, you're a major drop off at the left tackle there. And then you're also going to have a major drop off of the left guard. And we know they don't really have the depth here too. So I, I would just off the top of my head right now, I would be more comfortable with actually sliding George Fant over to left tackle and just throwing a body out there at right tackle. But even that, I wouldn't be a big fan of. You just have to – they're going to have to continue building the depth of the offensive line. I mean, again, look at somebody like the Chiefs who didn't just go out and get starters. They went and actually attacked depth as well on that offensive line. That's how important it is. Um, but, again, maybe uh, the, with Vera Tucker, I think – Maybe you could stick him at left guard and then you could look and be like, hey, maybe he could develop into a tackle. And then, the you know, in 2022, maybe you try him out at right tackle. Uh, but I just love the idea and I'm not st- budging from it of wanting Vera Tucker and Makai Becton next to each other. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I wouldn't be looking towards that at all. I think Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be a, a Pro Bowl caliber guard, and I w- would stick him there and be comfortable with it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Imagine a place of your own in your name. A place where all your stuff is. Where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia Housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia Housing and see how home helps everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Weekend Mustache. He says, I really like Michael Carter II from Duke. Reminds me of Kenny Moore from the Colts. Do you think they'll play him in the slot or safety? Sounds like probably in the slot. He has a chance to earn some playing time here because the Jets are pretty thin there. They've got Javelin Guidry, and that's about it. They didn't re-sign Brian Poole. So I think he'll get a look in the slot, and if he plays well, he'll get a real opportunity. Yeah, they uh, did a lot of dart throwing at the – end of the draft, the later rounds in the draft and just taking athletes and, you know, a lot of linebacker safety hybrid corner safety hybrid. This is the one that I feel comfortable being like, yeah, they took him to be a slot corner. Uh, everybody else. I think that we, we saw, we're going to have to see what comes out of training camp, how they perform and if they're going to fit better as a safety or a, that will linebacker, but him, he does have position flexibility for sure, but I think you take him and you pencil him right in there at the, at that slot spot for now, you know, unless they go in and uh, pick up a Brian pool later. Um, and uh, the slot guys you can find in the late, those later rounds like that, that's, that's definitely possible. I think that of all the people with the position flexibility, he's the one that I'm most comfortable being like, yeah, he, he's just this position. He'll be a slot corner. Next question comes in from Damian Shaw. He says, with the way the team looks right now, do you see the Jets finishing ahead of anybody in the AFC East? And who would they finish ahead of? Probably not. I think they still have the weakest roster of the four teams in the division. The Patriots added some nice pieces. And obviously they have the best coaching staff by a country mile. I expect the Jets to finish last, but I think the entire division is going to be very improved this year. I'm not going to make a prediction on the record just yet because I like to see how they look in training camp before I start to gauge where they're going to be. Chris has always been very good at reporting accurately at how the team looks in camp and giving us an idea of how good or bad they're going to be. If you remember last year, some people were overly optimistic and Chris was coming on here every single day during training camp and saying, this team's terrible. They're not going to score any points. I don't know how they're going to win more than three or four games. And in fact, they didn't win more than three or four games. They won less than three or four games. I was overly optimistic. I said five and people got mad at me and said, how could you only say five? So I'm not going to make any official predictions yet. But as of this moment, if you're asking me, I would say the odds are that the Jets will be improved. They'll be a lot more fun to watch, but I still think they probably finish fourth in a much improved AFC East. Yeah, I'd, I'd say they're still comfortably fourth as well. I think maybe, you know, Tua doesn't play uh, any better than he did last year or he gets hurt and Kobe Brissett has to come in. Maybe the Dolphins tumble a bit. but I uh, And so maybe there's a chance there. Um, we'll have to see exactly. I love so much of what the Patriots did to improve. And even just getting the players back who took off COVID is going to help that defense out a lot next year. And the defense was still pretty good last year, even without those guys. So the Patriots is going to be uh, better for sure. But they, you know, Cam, Cam, how healthy is he going to be? Mac Jones is I, I'm counting on Mac Jones to start off right away. I don't know about that. So 
there, there's a small chance that if things go really wrong with the Patriots and or the Dolphins that and everything goes great for the Jets, they could do it. But I, if I'm putting my money, I'm somewhere. It's on the Jets being in fourth place for this year. Uh, again, that's something I want to get through everybody's head right now is this year. Don't worry about wins and losses. Worry about, especially worry about the offense and making seeing signs that they got the right quarterback. Uh, they're going to build this roster up over these next couple of years, and they've done a great job between this offseason and the draft of getting some building blocks uh, in place. And then the, all the draft picks they'll have next year, that's when you can start really assessing and expecting things from them. Uh, but also, again, this division is really tough. It's going to be one of the toughest divisions in the league. So being in fourth place in this division will will be diff- will feel way different than it has in the last couple of years. So you got to temper your expectations. Just focus on the offense and the fun of it and enjoy watching it grow because after down the road is when you really going to start looking and having high expectations for wins and all that stuff. Next question comes in from the Jet Ranger. He says, what do you think the best training camp battles will be and who will win them? Also, what do you think Joe Douglas can do to further solidify the roster with remaining free agents? First part of this, top training camp battles. The obvious ones, Will Linebacker. There's nobody there that's a locked-in starter, so I'm curious to see how that plays out. The second cornerback spot, we assume Bryce Hall will be locked in at one of those spots. What happens at the other one? And that plays into the second part of your question, what can they do with the remaining free agency? I would say that Steven Nelson would make a ton of sense there because he would really help that cornerback group. And then the other one, right guard, I think it's probably going to come down to Cam Clark and Greg Van Roten, who I would assume they keep now that they didn't add more in the draft. And that's more or less what I would say as far as the most interesting training camp battles. We could get into Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder, but if Crowder stays, I think they're going to try to find a way for all those guys to play. So the three most interesting to me are Will Linebacker, the second cornerback, and right guard. Yeah, and just real quick on the Crowder-Elijah Moore thing. Um, you know, if Elijah Moore comes in training camp and lights it up, then I could obviously see the, the Jets being like, all right, let's save this money on Crowder. But I don't think it's, like, impossible to have them all on the roster. Like, you can use both of them. Jamison Crowder is just is more of a pure slot and Elijah Moore is like a slot plus. Like he's not just a slot. He can do more things um, than than Jamison Crowder can. He can be used in different ways. So I don't think it's just like this. Uh, oh, they, if Elijah Moore is ready, that you have to get rid of Jamison Crowder. But you look at the contract that he's getting paid, and it probably makes most sense to do that at that point. If as long as you have confidence in in what he's shown in training camp. Uh, right guard, obviously. Um, again, there's Greg Van Roten, Cam Clark, and uh, Hogue. Like that, there's not a lot there. Um, it's it's not going to be a fun competition to watch, but it's obviously going to be a competition we're going to uh, look at and pay close attention to. Um, I'll go all cornerback spots too, because even Bryce Hall, like we're penciling in, him in there, and we're saying he should be penciled in there, but it's really just because what else are we going to do? That's the one person that we can really feel that have some type of comfort in, but all the cornerback spots, the will linebacker spot, 
Um, and then I'll throw this one in there too, uh, a, a sneaky underdog is the tight end spot. Uh, Kenny Alboy, what, what's he going to look like? What's Chris Herndon going to look like? Um, I think we all expecting that Chris Herndon will uh, win the job and get it. And you hope that he takes that step this year and really improves. But if he doesn't, if he struggles like he did last year, if there's something there, um, maybe Kenny Alboy, the undrafted free agent, I know very small uh, percentage for you, but here's somebody, he's a willing blocker, he's capable blocker, not the best, but again, come into the league as a willing blocker, you can develop into an actual blocker. He's not uh, the most explosive receiver, but he can receive, so maybe there's a sneaky little underdog battle there. Um, but yeah, I think there, there's only a handful of positions that we're really focused on battle wise, but you know, again, cornerback spot, all of them. So good point with tight end. Cause they have six tight ends. None of them are good. And then you add Kenny Yeboah to the mix and he's got a real shot to earn some playing time. So we'll see how that shakes out. Next question comes in from Joe Regertz. He says, if pizza is dough, sauce, cheese, and toppings, is white pizza really pizza or is it just cheesy bread? That's an interesting question. I'd say it's pizza because, remember, there are a lot of specialty pizzas, and we don't say that they're not pizza. There's some sort of pizza offshoot. I'd say that's kind of what white pizza is. It's not my cup of tea, and it's definitely not exactly pizza but it's pizza adjacent sort of the way that those specialty slices are like buffalo chicken or barbecue chicken or chicken parm or whatever it is so that's what my answer would be it's somewhere between cheesy bread and pizza but i don't know that i would go full cheesy bread on that i think you got to say pizza adjacent yeah it's just the like you said barbecue chicken pizza buffalo chicken pizza cheesesteak pizza chicken ranch pizza like penne pizza of uh like there's still pizza. Um, and I, I think I've talked about before how I consider like Domino's like a cheesy bread more than pizza. The, those specialty slices are closer to pizza than yeah, – it's a spectrum. It, it's a spectrum. And they're closer to regular pizza than Domino's is. Um, but, it, you know, this, without the, the sauce make, makes an excellent point. I, I do object to you, though, because I love me some white pizza. Uh, now – if I'm getting a slice of white, then I'm probably I'm gonna get like a pepperoni slice or something else as well. But um, I, you can't do like I would never order a whole pie of white for myself. But um, ricotta cheese is like one of the most underrated things in the world. So we need to figure out ways to get more ricotta cheese onto foods, not less. Next question comes in from El Gringo. He says. Any player you were surprised the Jets passed on in the draft, I was upset they didn't take Brevin Jordan and Quincy Roche. Yes, Jose Borregales. I was very annoyed that they did not take Jose Borregales, and I'm still holding out hope that he ends up here somehow. He signed with Tampa, but he's going to be in a kicking competition with Ryan Suckup. So if Suckup wins, then maybe the Jets will get another crack at Jose. He was the best kicker in the country last year. We saw what the Jets did with Braden Mann in the sixth round. They had three sixth-round picks here. I just don't understand why they didn't use one of them on Jose. I don't get it at all. They definitely needed to do it. They could have locked down the kicker spot for a long time. So, yeah, that's the one I was surprised at and annoyed by. Yeah, that one for sure. I was I fully anticipated them going kicker in that sixth round. Um, <clears throat> so that, that was a little bit of a surprise. I can't really think of too many others, though. 
Um, that and now that probably has everything to do with the fact that they traded away both those third round picks, mm-hmm. um, because that's probably the round that I would have had that in. I, I, I'm still, I was still surprised. Like in the moment, I was super surprised that they went Elijah Moore over uh, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa um, after you know the ports of something with his heart, and it makes a little more sense. But I just thought at that point, I. I I figured that Joe Douglas wouldn't go so offensive heavy like I had been calling for, and he would take that opportunity to get Robert Sala a piece. And being Elijah Moore, being the pick, though, I, I can't complain about it at all for you guys. I, I, I totally get it, and I think it is a better pick for what they needed. But, yeah, I, I think the third round is where I would have been saying that as much. Uh, you know, the two names you mentioned, Brevin Jordan, Quincy Rocha, didn't test well athletically. You look at what they're looking for, that that makes sense to me. Um, you know, I, I talked all offseason about how Joe Douglas wanted to add a bunch of offensive linemen, and they really only came away from the draft with the one. But it made sense because of what they needed, uh, the, the fact that it was tackle-heavy class, not guard-heavy class. That's also a big reason why. Joe Douglas felt the need to trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker. <clears throat> there just weren't the value matchups to opportunity for Joe Douglas to add more offensive line early. So I I I, I think the biggest shock is either is the kicker. Uh, I I I really do think passing on that. I expected them to maybe draft a a, a fullback with one of those uh, six round picks. They didn't do that either. Uh, maybe they were waiting and going to get Ben Mason and the Ravens took him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there really, really weren't a lot. And a lot of that has to do with that. You know, I, I, we knew they were taking Zach Wilson. I knew they wanted into targeting Elijah Vera Tucker. Michael Carter made all the sense in the world. Um, Elijah Moore, those first four picks, when you hit on those four, first four picks, I'm not going to be nitpicking who you passed on in the fifth or sixth. That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll be back with part two tomorrow. In the meantime, check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure that you're checking out all the latest videos. Luke Grant has got some fantastic cut-ups of Michael Carter and Elijah Moore up there right now. So if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, go ahead and do that as well. It's an easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.